0: I started out life in a reformed Jewish family, but there was very little faith there. A lot of ritual on Sundays, and that was about it. And by the time I was 14, a couple of events changed my life and took me away from any faith that I had. I was told that I had a hereditary disease that over the next 20 years would slowly rob me of my blind, of my eyes and I would be blind. Um, I was also um, at a, an event at church where a sermon was given on gossip, and after that, I walked out, and all I heard was gossip all around me. So, I, for me, God was dead, and for me, in a way, I was dead. My sentence was to go blind, and that was a terrible curse to me. I became angry, rebellious, and spent many, many years uh, doing everything that I wanted to do, regardless of the rules. I went through the 60s and the 70s um, with all that craziness, um, turn on, tune in, drop out, and I was involved in the civil rights movement, the anti-war movement, and the get it in trouble movement. And I kept up that same pattern for decades, um, relationships with women, uh, rebellion of all different kinds, but my eyes kept going lower and lower. One of the strange things is that I found out that I loved photography because it helped me to see what I couldn't see. And for 20 years, I ended up a professional photographer. Um, I did artistic work, I did portraits, and even a little journalism. Had a studio and worked with a partner for a while and that was all going well but then my vision kept deteriorating Um, I was in a relationship with a woman that I wasn't married to and eventually we were married in a Jewish ceremony Um, but I really didn't care and as my eyes deteriorated so did my marriage and in short order Uh, I fell into despair when I closed my studio and in 1992, I walked out to Belmont Harbor on a snowy day and I jumped into Lake Michigan to die. As you can see, I'm still here, Um, thank God. And I tried five times to die that day and none of them worked. So I ended up going into therapy, which was good and bad because I got very bad advice. Uh, My disordered marriage became uh, ended and I fell back into despair again, uh, even though I was trying to pull my life together. As a result, I was one day sitting on my front steps of my building and the man walked by. As he walked by, He said to me, when I'm in trouble, I ask God for help. Well, in the past, I would have laughed at him, but I was in no mood for laughing. So I went to a Jewish temple. I went into the chapel, put my white cane down, and I said to God, I don't even know if you exist, and if you do, there's no reason why you should help me, because I have done a lot of bad things in my life, but I have no place else to go. What happened then was nothing. So I thought, okay, there is no God, or he's not going to help me. One way or the other, it's over. So I walked out onto the street. Within seconds, I mean seconds, I was filled with joy. And I cried out, yes, there is a God, and yes, I am Jewish. And I skipped down the street, literally skipped down the street, to a Jewish deli and had a bagel and cream cheese to celebrate. (laughs) Well, that was the beginning of my journey. I knew I wasn't supposed to go back to the temple. And I went through a lot of different changes. But eventually, again, God writes straight with crooked lines. I went to St. Michael's Church in Old Town because someone had told me it was open and you could just go in. I went in there. I didn't know about a tabernacle. I didn't know about Jesus Christ, but I sat there and felt peace and ended up in a dialogue with God. At the end of that dialogue, I walked up to the front hoping to see a crucifix. I couldn't see it. It was too dark and my eyes were pretty much gone. But when I walked to the front of that church, I knew I would be Catholic. And that was the last thing I would have ever done if you had asked me before. I, in 1996, I entered the Catholic Church. I was baptized, confirmed, and received the Eucharist. And my life had just begun. Now, when you become Catholic, that's just the beginning. And what I had to realize over time was I had to change. I couldn't keep rebelling, I couldn't chase women, I couldn't do whatever I wanted to do. And so I started praying more, and I had a a Mexican woman, Lupe Diaz, who was kind of my spiritual grandmother, and she said, go to Mary. And so I said, I don't know anything about Mary, but I'll give it a try. And so someone taught me how to pray a rosary, and I started praying it. Within six months I was having the brown scapular. Imposed. Then the mission of the uh, Immaculata got me, and I was a full-scale member of Mary's army. She was going to take me to her son. But Mary put you to work, and shortly after that, I found myself working for Port Ministries on the south side of New Chicago as a receptionist, and I was helping the poor and, and the homeless, And I never felt better in my life. I was making very little money, and I had never been happier. And that went on for 10 years. During that time, a person like me who had been pro-abortion, pro-contraception, ended up on Washington Street. And I ended up praying the rosary at an abortion clinic. And I ended up continuing that every Saturday for many many years, I still go on first Saturdays to that abortion clinic and God did wonderful things for me. I had to let God direct me and then the crookedness would straighten out. The only way I could find the straight lines would be to let God take over and to have the humility to know that he had the plan and mine wasn't what he was interested in. And that takes a little bit of getting used to. Along the way, God introduced me on the Feast of the Annunciation to a beautiful woman, Miriam. My old marriage, as I said, a Jewish marriage, had been annulled and ended, uh, but Miriam was a breath of fresh air, and we saw each other, we shared our lives, and then we married at the sanctuary of the Divine Mercy. God's mercy was there for me all along. But I had to accept the grace. I had to ask Him. Once I asked God for help, He just ran and embraced me and brought me to Him. But that's what it takes. You have to at least invite Him in because He's a gentleman and He won't force Himself. And once I let Him in, things started to change. It didn't happen overnight. It never does, and now, by the grace of God, I am a full-fledged Catholic, and thank God for the confessional, but I pray the rosary all the time, I pray the chaplet, and I work in pro-life in my parish, and in other parishes that I've been, I've always uh, worked in pro-life, and by the grace of God, I now have Not By Sight Media, which is a ministry that God called me to to tell my story and other people's stories a little bit like what Jeff is doing and I told God I don't know how to start a corporation I said I need a spiritual director I don't have any of that well I went to a pro-life event and then I had a priest come up to me who knew media he's now on my board I didn't know how to start a corporation a man walked up to me at a Catholic event Introduced himself, told him my story. He said he was an attorney at Northwestern and that he'd help me at no cost to start the corporation. So that's how God works when you give him a chance to do it his way. If anybody has questions, <clears throat> I'd be happy to answer. Wow. That's just an incredible story. You shared uh, a story of um, one time when you were radio announcing with a blind priest, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. Um, tell, tell, tell us that. <laughs> okay, that's another. I didn't have time to go into everything, but I ended up um, at Radio Maria, a Spanish radio station, and I didn't speak Spanish, but I used to pray for them because I thought they were doing wonderful work. And they offered me a radio program. I said, how am I going to do that? I don't speak Spanish. They said, we'll give you translators. And one of my translators who was Spanish and bilingual. She was Mexican. She had a friend who was a priest coming to visit from Poland. And Father Robert um, was blind from birth. And so here we sat in a radio station at Radio Maria, a blind uh, radio host interviewing a blind priest um, and um, we, we shared stories and then at the end uh, there was call-ins from the radio audience. A woman called in, in Spanish of course, in tears. What did she tell us? She said she just found out that her son was going to go blind and she didn't know what would come, become of him, what his life would be like. And hearing a radio host and a blind priest, she said, I have hope. She said, now I know my son is not doomed. And we both were just, we saw God's hand once again. Well, thanks, Wayne. Uh, does anybody else have questions? I'll just uh, point to you, if you, you do, too. It's just an incredible story. Mm -hmm. What can you say? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Would you tell us again now what the name of your corporation was that you first put together and what it did and then how and where it went from there? Yeah well God named it. I had a different name for it and um, it's called Nut by Sight Media NFP. And because it is a registered 501c3 and the function of it is basically for me to tell my story to give hope to others and then uh, in the same vein as what Jeff is doing, we have started a website and we need a, a webmaster, God will provide that in time and we're going to post my story and then I'm going to do interviews as well, uh, much in the same way because God uses the media and it reaches out to many, many people. So, right now we need to raise some funds and we need to get a webmaster and do some recording and editing. And then we'll be doing uh, our job of getting the word out about how God has impacted people's lives, whether it's through illness or despair. Suicide, loss of a loved one, loss of faith, um, confusion, um, psychological issues, um, emotional issues, marital issues. It doesn't matter. Whatever, Whoever God puts in our path will put their story out there, hopefully to help people. Any other questions? And what was the name of the Spanish station? It's called... Radio Maria, it's actually a huge international network, Uh, there's a station, Spanish station here in Chicago, but it has English, Spanish, Polish, and I guess if you were to Google Radio Worldwide, Radio Maria, I think it is, something like that, um, they're everywhere, they're in Africa, Asia, again, God is on the move, he he doesn't have to rest like we do. Any other questions? If you had one, every person needs inspiration. And it's only human to have ups and downs. If you could pick one thing for your inspiration, a message, what would you share with us? I would say simply that no matter where you've been, what you've done... How many times you may have failed, fallen, um, rebelled? God's love is irresistible when you're open to it, and he, ha- <clears throat> he has an ocean of mercy. You you can drown, but not like I was trying to. You can drown in His love and be filled, and He's there. Just for the asking, but mercy, uh, I saw a quote from Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She said, mercy and truth are fully compatible. So if you go to God, expect him to show you the truth about yourself, but he'll show you and give you the grace to change. And I heard another wonderful quote. um, It said, God loves you right where you are he loves you too much to leave you there. (laughs) Wayne, could you tell us about the, uh, your your story was in a book, was it? Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, That's another um, wonderful event. When Miriam and I um, had decided to get married and felt that's what God wanted for us, we sat one day at lunch, and... um, She asked me, have you thought about where you want to go for our honeymoon? And I said, yes, I have. And I asked her, have you? And she said, yes. And so I said, where did you want to go? She said, I want to go to the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, to thank God for his mercy and for us. And I said, well, guess what? That's where I wanted to go, (laughs) too. In Stockbridge, we met a, a writer who worked for the Marians there and he heard my story through a priest and invited me to be in a book called, Loved, Lost, Found, 17 Diversion, Divine Mercy Conversions and it's loaded with incredible stories like mine. So that was just one of the fruits of our honeymoon, thank you.